Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Please, if you have not subscribed already, and all of these guilt trips do not make you subscribe, man, I don't know what to do. So I will try one more time in every episode. (laughs) Please subscribe where the link says to subscribe because that keeps me going and has uh, gives me some motivation uh, that one day this will become a podcast that's listened to by many more than just the few hundreds that I have currently. So my blog is like a hundred thousand views or something. I'm not so good with this stuff. Um, a month, so I totally want that for the podcast. Uh, okay, so today I'm going to talk about something that was suggested by a reader at some other long ago point, like last week. Um, that uh, oh no, this was like yesterday, where they asked, "How do you keep momentum going in a marriage when it's actually improving?" So this is a good problem to have. Your marriage improving so much and you um, want to keep it going. Well, this happens to a lot of people in couples counseling. Things are going really well um, because like I'm meeting with you every week, you know, so you have accountability. Everybody wants to, you know, be a good therapy student, like falling back in love with each other because you're doing so much stuff. You're going on date nights. You're having sex, whatever. Uh, Talking more, using my 52 emails book, whatever you're doing. And, um, but then of course we hit like somebody's kid gets sick or I don't mean like really sick. That would be terrible. I just mean like a cold, you know, so then their sleep is all screwed up and then everybody's sleep is screwed up and then some shit happens at work and then somebody's, you know, the in-laws have some kind of problem. Then we hit like a holiday and anyway, so the date nights go out the window, the talking, the conversation really kind of slows down and, um, the momentum stalls. This happens for everybody. So that's why you shouldn't just go to couples counseling for like, you know, six months and see, um, oh, things are better. Listen, wait nine months because six months, yeah, okay, you could be on a nice upward trajectory, but then you're going to go down. Everybody does. You know, two seasons is a long time for a marriage to keep going at a very strong clip. So you really need to get through at least one regression and have your marital counselor help you through at least one regression to the mean before you go out on your own and, um, Um, you know, think that you have the skills to get through subsequent regressions because every marriage is going to wax and wane. You know, there's no marriage that just keeps on going up, 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 up. It's like the stock market. You know, overall, it goes up, but there's a lot of downs. We just recently had one in the stock market that hopefully is going back up now. So um, anyhow, the point being, what are some skills, some concrete tips and tricks pragmatically to... um, ameliorate your uh, your rate of slowdown of your improvement because you want it to keep ticking up or at the very least you want to get to a plateau that where it's not just like kind of like uh, going down 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 and many people if you don't focus on this then you will have progress but then it will just stall and then go down 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 so at least we would want there to be plateaus Sometimes, you know, it goes down, I just said, it's like the stock market. But at the, in the best case scenario, there are plateaus that are um, interrupted by progress. So overall, it's kind of a stepwise function there.
So what are some uh, concrete tips and tricks? Well, the first one is date night. I mean, it sounds stupid because it sounds cliche, but it's real. If you never get out of the house and dress up and look attractive and are without your children, then what kind of uh, fun and romantic marriage do you really have? Then you are co-running a child care center. And um, nobody wants to be doing that, especially with no profit. So what you really need to do is get this scheduled regularly, like every three to four weeks at most, and hopefully every one to two weeks if you can, Even especially once your kids are school age, then you could even meet up for lunch. Obviously dinner, where you could have dinner, drinks, really dress up fancy or whatever is ideal, but if you can only do lunch, then only do lunch and have the fancy ones at least once a month. And if you are a man who's saying that my wife doesn't like to dress up and doesn't like uh, fancy restaurants, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but uh, probably she might like that if you brought it up. But she doesn't think about it because whatever, you know, she's thinking about the kids. You could refer back to my podcast on how much women think about the kids and how much of their brain space that takes up. And they really do not usually have a lot left over for thinking about going on fancy dinner dates with you. But if you plan it, then they will probably like it and feel much more romantic about you afterwards. Okay, so definitely regular date nights. And during the date nights, don't talk about the kids, right? Because that's counterproductive. Instead, you want to talk about um, how much you love each other, how the relationship is going. You want to have 100 date night questions to transform your... uh, no, I'm, I'm conflating the title of my 52 emails book with my 100 date night questions. I have a post I could link you to 100 date night questions for any time that you want to feel closer. So you could use some of those and um, just talk about like deeper things. Small talk is the death of relationships or at least the death of uh, romantic relationships. So whenever you ask your wife some bullshit about, you know, ah, how's, how's your work? Oh, going good. Okay, well, me too. Blah, 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 blah. You want to die, right? So instead, you want to ask more about her hopes and dreams and goals and all of this kind of thing. I will link you to a post I wrote about how much small talk sucks and how it really sabotages closeness within intimate relationships. Okay, so you're on the date night, you're talking about deep things, you're asking if she's uh, where she always thought she would be 20 years ago, what does she want from the next 20 years, does she envision y'all retiring together, what does she feel about her life in general, what does she think about the marriage, you know? You think when I'm saying this, if you're a guy, you're like, why would I just make a problem by asking her to talk about that? Well, she's thinking about it anyway. You know, I mean, it's not like she doesn't look at you and think, oh my God, is this really where I wanted to be in, you know, 20 years ago? She thinks that on bad days anyway. But if you're somebody who could bring that up, then you turn from somebody who she feels does not understand her at all into somebody who actually may and who engages on deep topics instead of being scared of them. And that is very attractive to women as a man who is not scared to be vulnerable and to engage on deeper topics. All right, so we have the date night, we have talking, and that talking isn't just for date nights. When you guys sit together at night, don't turn on the TV all the time. You know, turn on, you know, you turn your eyes on one another and talk for at least a little bit. 
I had a podcast about what if daily sex was the default in your marriage. And this too, you know, is a really good way to make sure that your marriage is not slipping into bad patterns of detachment. If you notice that you are not feeling close and you guys haven't had sex in like two weeks, then you need to have a talk about that and say how much you miss each other and schedule it and say tonight we're going to be intimate. So scheduling intimacy and getting that back on the calendar, even if it feels unspontaneous, uh, it's better than being unsexual, right? So it doesn't make a difference if it's scheduled or if it's spontaneous. What matters is if you have a positive, intimate encounter, which then can make you feel close again and then will lead to more spontaneous sexual encounters. So obviously, sex is a way to work on reconnecting talking, date nights, what are some others? You can do new things together. Doing new things together is a really good way to rekindle your spark. You can start a project together. You could start a um, in any sort of class, learn something new together. It doesn't have to be a real class. You could learn something on YouTube. You could, I mean, for women, like if you learn how to do some, uh, if you refinish the basement with her, she'll be happy if she is a sort of person who likes projects. Basically, anything you know anything that could in any way be creative artistic or productive would be something that most women want you to be doing and to do with them or you could read a book together if she's more of the intellectual type than the hands-on type or if she's both lots of couples they never they read really separate things and then they just watch tv together that they don't discuss so a you should be reading the same book at least some of the time so you can discuss it and b if you do watch tv or you do watch movies make sure some of them are about people or relationships and then you discuss how you feel about these people and who you identify with when you have felt like you're in similar situations who you're rooting for who reminds you of you and of your spouse etc anything like this including reality tv i can you know you can listen to my episode on why to watch reality tv with your wife um Anything that makes you think about people and each other and feel closer to one another because you learn something new about how somebody thinks about the world and about relationships is very helpful in making you feel excited and interested in one another again, which is overall the point of what I'm saying to do. You have to feel excited about one another to keep this spark alive and to keep your momentum going. Also, what else can you do to keep momentum going? Frequently, just honestly, um, new ideas can really help people when they're discussed to understand one another differently. So if you are perhaps trying some new uh, type of exercise or you are having some sort of spiritual crisis in, in how you view religion or if your political beliefs are changing, these are the types of ideas that need to be discussed with a spouse and can really feel invigorating to the marriage. To know Listen, if, if you have some sort of crisis of, of consciousness or faith or, or indecision about your career, these are things that you want to share with your spouse so that A, they can help you, people feel closer when they help you, and B, so that they can know you better. So anything that you're undergoing yourself, anything that you frequently come back to thinking about all the time, like, um, gee, is this really the right career for me? Or, you know, am, am I really being the parent I want to be? All of those things should be talked about as a new idea that your spouse could have some sort of input on. 
keeping momentum going involves knowing each other on a deeper level consistently. You know, there's always evolution in how somebody thinks about themselves. Allow your spouse to come in and witness some of these things that you are undergoing on your own. You don't have to think about things like this on your own. You want to think about them with your spouse. If you're thinking more about your relationship with your parents and your childhood ever since you've been in counseling, or you wonder if uh, you are really being the friend that you want to be to your best friend, or if you guys have really grown apart, or if, uh, you know, you're, again, your career, your education, do you want to go back to school. Honestly, if you just think about these things on your own, then you're going to be a better partner because to be a better partner, you have to learn and grow, you know, and you got to grow together. And if you're somebody that really isn't growing on your own, then it's hard to grow together. So, I mean, what am I going to say? If you listen to this podcast enough, you'll know that at some point here, what am I going to recommend you do? therapy. I it, Men that I work with in couples counseling, their wives beseech them to go to individual therapy. They, it, this is like, these men are like Googling shit about how to go down on a woman. Google where the therapist is because if you come home, you tell your wife even one thing about your therapy session, bam, she's turned on. I swear to you. The idea of you honestly taking a look at yourself, working on yourself, trying hard to be a better man, father, uh, husband, partner, uh, worker, whatever. This is very um, attractive and appealing to women. A man who is trying to self-actualize and be the best man he could be. It's funny because a lot of men think that if they sign up for like a triathlon or something, the woman's going to be impressed. The woman is not too impressed because he's already comfortable in the physical arena. I mean, unless he's been a couch potato for 10 years and now he's going to do a triathlon, then that sparks some interest. But that's because of the change of frame. That's like the paradigm shift is very interesting. Oh my God, do I really know this man or does he have parts to him that I can't even be aware of? That's the interesting part, right? In addition to that, you get like, you know, you look better after you're doing a triathlon. But the therapy is like the same thing. And it's funny because like there's guys who go to therapy And then they don't tell their wives about what they did in session. Well, that's stupid. I mean, you don't have to tell her like the parts where like you're talking to the therapist about, boy, my wife is fucking annoying as shit, right? You tell her about the other parts. There's no therapist worth their salt that's going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, you're right. She sounds like a real heinous bitch. No, they're going to be like, why do you feel? Why do you think that you feel so annoyed with your wife? Blah, 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 blah. And then you're going to get to something deeper. And that part you can bring home and you could say, you know, we talked about my childhood and I was kind of a lonely kid and I never really thought about it like that before. We talked about my childhood and you know my mother when she uh, talked to my brother and said that my brother was so good at sports and didn't really come to my games it made me kind of feel like shit and I never really thought about that that's the impetus behind me coaching our children in soccer. This is a man that she's interested in. What a deep thinker. Guess who's going to get laid tonight, you know? So I really um, think that this is an underrated way to keep the momentum going going is personal exploration and growth and evolution. This is something to do not just for your relationship, but for yourself, for yourself as a wife slash mother slash husband slash father, whatever the hell you are, and um, and for your relationship. So for yourself, for your kids, for your relationship, I feel that self-awareness and evolution and growth is, is paramount. 
right? So hopefully, guys, this made you think about this topic a little deeper. And I hope that the person who suggested this likes it. And he says he listens all the time, so I'm not even going to tell him. I'm just going to wait till he hears it, and then he tells me, thanks for giving me this episode. <laughs> um, okay, so have a good day, everybody. And remember, you know, if you get anything out of these podcasts, just like jot down a couple of words. Don't just listen and assume you're going to remember. You're not going to remember shit, right? We have all have so much on our plates. So if you got a date night idea, oh wow, we should be doing this every other Friday right now. Send out a Google Calendar invite to your partner. Date night every other Friday, recurring smiley face, right? This would be exciting to your partner. Especially if in the notes you write, I will deal with babysitter. Then they'll be even more excited. So take something from these, but put it into practice immediately while the momentum is going, while you just had my voice in your head as a pep talk. All right, have a great day, and I will talk to everybody soon.